I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Ramblers. Before today's episode of the Football Rambles Guide to, and what an episode it is, by the way, I can't wait for this one. A quick message that tomorrow we have a very special European flavoured show in addition to your usual helping of On the Continent. Now, you might remember in 2019, a three metre tall statue of Zlatan Ibrahimovic was unveiled in Malmö, the city where he was born. Two months later, it had been toppled. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, hometown hero to pantomime villain, is out tomorrow, Thursday morning, and basically explains why this happened. With Zlatan's career entering its very last stages, I wanted to explore an underrepresented side of his very famous story. That is, his relationship with Sweden and with Malmö after he invested in rivals Hammerby and seemingly turned his back on the club where it all started. I spoke to journalists and fans across the country. It was really interesting to make, and I hope it will be a really fascinating listen. So that's Zlatan Ibrahimovic, hometown hero to pantomime villain, out tomorrow morning before On the Continent comes out in the afternoon. But for now, let the animal invasions commence. Welcome back to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Earning your presence on a football pitch can take years of dedication, graft and sacrifice, unless you are an animal, in which case you can just wander onto it as you see fit. <laughs> and the referee has stopped the game to uh, 
allowed a squirrel removal squad and it's chased off by Joey Barton. There we go. Yes, today we're talking about animal pitch invasions. From alpacas <laughs> to zebras, probably, we've seen many a curious creature disrupt play all for the simple joy of having a look at what's going on over here. <laughs> There's a dog on the pitch at the moment. And almost to the point where the old chap, well, he's looking for a bit of affection, but the fans just want him away. Sure, measures are in place to keep them out, but we all know that if an animal wants to be on the pitch, it is going to get onto the pitch. Some of them have jobs, some of them just want to join in, and some of them just want to watch the world burn. Those ones are, of course, cats. We're just waiting for a, a stray cat to depart the playing area. No hurry. From the grasshopper that attached itself to Hammers Rodriguez to Blackburn Rovers fans releasing protest chickens and a bird shitting in Ashley Young's mouth, we're here to revel in the perfect union <laughs> of the world's favourite game and our dear friends in the animal kingdom. So settle in, gather your pets, and let's get David Attenborough on comms. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide to Animal Pitch Invasion. How are we doing this? Yeah. How have they this, let us? This How has it of... taken this long? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the sort of show you do 52 weeks in. I yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> We've not even done free kicks yet. <laughs> this is, we haven't. This, I mean, when with that intro, Jim, you've really opened my mind yeah. to the idea of what animal pitch invasions can technically be. Because to me, I'm thinking... The bird poo wasn't on there for me. No. Because the bird hasn't technically invaded. And, it's the bird, and that's the bird's domain. Well, the bird's in yeah. the stadium, right? But the bird's not yeah. the bird's not come out of the tunnel, jumped onto Ashley Young, waddled up and shat in his mouth. Yeah. It's just flying over, you, isn't it? But you see birds sort of like perched in stadiums all the time. I yes. think it counts. I that, think that they've yeah. they've interfered with the, the area of play. Yeah. In a quite disgusting way. But I think I think that bird's probably thinking though, if I'd known I was going to be included in this today, I would have shat in the mouth of a better player. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it? Know. Was Ashley Young was it pretty pretty decorated? Yeah. Was it under Moyes? I don't know. I don't know. It very much feels, feels, feels like Moisian, doesn't it? Era, era, feels doesn't very Moisian. And, and the other thing, the other thing that you've kind of reminded me of is the grasshopper that mm. landed on James Rodriguez in Massive. the World Cup. Is, I don't think enough's made of it. Hitched a ride. It's absolutely gigantic. Where's yeah. it come from? <laughs> Brazil's Brazil's like that, though, isn't it? There was a, a story a little while ago where a parrot landed on a player's, I think, head. Right. During, during a game in Brazil. <laughs> and I mentioned this to a friend of mine who, was, who is Brazilian and just she chuckled and just went, oh, that's so Brazilian. So I think it's probably <laughs> actually not that unusual that yeah. stuff like that happens. Yeah, apparently it was, a, um, it was a woman's national football team of Brazil mm. had to stop a training session midway through because a, a parrot landed on one of the players' heads. It's like a bright blue, yellow and green macaw. They want to be involved. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they're, they're they, curious they at why, why, what's happening. It but, must look different from every other aspect of our society and they want to just come and have a look. Imagine if he'd laid an egg. That would have been so much fun. Look though. at it. One of the other players is trying to feed the parrot the football. Yeah. <laughs> Don't don't approach the beak with it's the not, football. It's, it's not a mini eggs it. parrot. No. It's full of fun and you know whimsy. Cadbury's Cadbury's parrot. Yeah, the mm. Cadbury's parrot. But you must have a lot of opinions on um, animals being involved in football. I, do, yeah. I, I mean, I like. Um, do insects count? I think that's fair, isn't it? I think we're allowed to sort of. Well, but in which case, technically, though, I imagine every single football pit game has ever has been invaded by, by mm. in some way by an animal. Yes, yeah, I guess so. Microbes. 
Amoebas? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't Little know guys? I think sentience is important. Yeah. Right, we need okay. to draw a line at sentience, I think. Okay. COVID. That was big for a while, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Euro 2016, guys. Do you remember the when moths. all those fucking moths yeah. turned up? Again, I think not enough is made of that. It was so strange. It was like a plague. It was it like was. a plague. It was, uh, yeah, just, just fucking loads. And it was apparently, it was, it, was a, it was a goalless draw, I think, for 115 minutes. Uh, and the moths were the most exciting thing about yeah, it, definitely. pretty much. But but it had all come about be... because they left the lights on for security reasons. Yeah, <laughs> they left the lights on in the stadium for security reasons. So all the moths just went. Whoa! These are the biggest lights I've ever seen in my fucking world. Moths are gonna moth, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So moths. So if you could release, if each of you, so Jim, if you could release an animal onto a pitch, mm. what animal would you pick, and against which team would you do it? I'm a big fan of these little guys, uh, otters. Yes, huge yeah. fan of otters. Yeah, they've got a bit of mischief about them, haven't they? They have yeah. got a little, lot of mischief about them, and also they play for their whole lives. They don't grow out of it. They love it. Um, they're very, very playful animals. What kind of stuff? Um, well, they have favourite rocks, Yatsi. don't they? Monopoly. So they have like a well, they have a they will find a rock and they'll love it, and they'll have like a collection of rocks, but there'll be a particular one they take everywhere and they roll it around on their bellies. I've known some um, people I work with like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're doing just, it right now. They generally <laughs> just frolic quite a lot. So yeah. I would like to introduce an otter gegen press against Liverpool. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. Because they I think the ideal amount of otters is more than you can keep track of. Only slightly more, but just, just so what, you, do, what, you don't what, quite know how many there are because they're moving number, too quickly. What kind of number are you looking about? I don't though? think it's actually that many. I think it's Ten? probably about six. Six. Because they just move yeah. around constantly. And, and I think playing against that would be a nightmare. They will want the ball because they love to play. Uh, and they'll get it. They're smart as well. And they've got little hands. And so they might pick up the ball. <laughs> there's, there's also, as far as I'm aware, there's not really any that many distinguishing markings between different otters. No, exactly. So they all look the same. They will, yeah. It'd be very confusing to Mark, I suppose, mm. yeah. Yeah, we've put this yeah. le- um, question to the listeners as well, mm. but before we get to those responses, um, what are you going for, Luke? Um, I think you really want to be looking at... I mean, because the original question was against which team. Mm. And I think I think you really want to be going for an apex predator here. Yeah. I mean, because right. this, this is a thought experiment. There's no reason to not go for an apex predator. Um, it would take on a whole new kind of almost like a futuristic, dystopian futuristic thing where, I don't know, maybe you release a polar bear for a minute. Like mm. just a minute, a very, very small period of time. And after a minute, the um, it gets picked up and put back. Mm. And I think that if you're a really good athlete, which they all are, I think most football players, you're going to get them to sign on to that. Because they're going to they're back themselves to evade the polar bear for a, for a minute. minute. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd quite like to watch that. I don't know how you wrangle <laughs> the polar bear off of the pitch after and, a minute. And I think that I think that I'm right in saying, and that we do need to get David Attenborough on um, on um, on comms for this to make sure. <laughs> but um, they are. I know polar bears are quick. Yeah, forty kilometers an hour they can run. Apparently, yeah, according, that's according too to quick. A, a production note that's that, just come in. That yeah, but they're doing it on ice though, because they go yeah. and they won't be like oh, go very fast because they're doing it on ice. What do you think the world is? It's a little bit like what's the, that noise you just made? It's like the wrapper off a um, glacier mint. Yeah. Ah. All the polar bears are on glacier mints. Polar bears are the um, the only animal I know of, I think, or that is confirmed <laughs> to actually actively hunt humans as well. Oh, wow. And that's key here. Oh, wow. Because yeah. in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about St. Mary's. <laughs> <laughs> so you definitely, wanna, you definitely want you definitely want something like that. I, I just think it'll be a little bit of jeopardy. Uh, yeah. 40, 40 kilometers an hour is, is quick, but it's not like, it's not mad quick. It's not like cheetah pace. You know, if you look at on on the World Championships recently in the athletics, they had like speedometers of how mm. fast the, run, player, mm. the, the runners were running. They were as, going like mid thirty kilometers an hour themselves. As a player, though, you haven't got to get away from the polar bear, have you? You've just got to get away from the other players. Yeah, you, you just you've got, to be, got to, you've got to be fast. You've got to be the second 
slowest. It's almost at like least. A, yeah, it's like being in the herd. You, yeah. can't, you can't be the slowest in the herd. And and the, and, the, and the herd thing is interesting because if you look at say something like a zebra, right? It's I, I think the re, I think I'm right in saying the reason that zebras all look the same is because the evolution has decided that if you've got a distinguishing feature as a zebra, you're going to get picked off because mm. a predator can focus on it. Therefore, you're much more likely to survive ah. if you look like everyone else. So it's not actually the slowest or the weakest in the case of a zebra. It's, it's the, the most one that, boring. Yes, yeah, the one that <laughs> yeah. no, it's the one. It's the one. The most interesting one gets killed. Yes. Ah. So you probably you can confuse a polar bear if you're wearing the same kit. Is what I'm saying. Mm. So mm. you just got to try and make sure you blend in. <laughs> So, <laughs> so listeners have just responded to this. Uh, Luca says penguins stoke because they can handle a cold, wet, windy night. Absolutely fair. Mm. RWKE says, feel like it should be more of a Final Fantasy summoning system. So if Brentford are 3-0 down at home, they can unleash a swarm of bees. Wolves can turn the match into a remake of the grey, etc. Yeah. Right. Um, Brian MC or Muck, don't know how he's don't know how he's styling that. A hippo and preferably a hungry, hungry one against Man United. Again, hippos are quite aggressive. Well, very aggressive. So hungry, that'd be hungry entertaining. Hippos clearly just eat small, white, round the footballs, items. The they're just going to eat yeah. the footballs. Yeah. We're Absolutely. just not going to have a game. Yeah, the game's we're off. Just gonna eat the game's hippos. off. The hippos have eaten the bloody balls. Yeah. For well, Pete, out. what's your animal of choice? I would like, you know, like um, uh, air pressure and uh, the gift of flight yes. that we're all yeah. familiar with. I'd like kestrels. Is it a gift? Yeah, the gift of flight. Yeah. I'd love it. Whenever I dance out of my front door, I go, gift of flight. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Very briefly. I'd like... Um, the right brothers. However we've, many, a, we've got you a present. Yeah. However many kestrels it is to, to uh, encapsulate the entirety of the roof of a stadium, like without a square inch, you being able to see sky, I would like that many kestrels just kind of floating. They hover, don't they? On yeah. the thermals. On the like thermals. Re- on the thermals, just sort of slowly making the stadium smaller and smaller over yeah. a 20-minute period, just kind of slowly that would be genuinely majestic. fluttering mm. down. It would be majestic, but also it's just a wall of brown feathers coming at you. It would just add something definitely to the to the, and, to the pitch. And on the pitch invasions type, animal pitch invasions type thing, we should probably spare a moment for, you know, the eagle that goes around in Portugal and and yep. at Crystal Palace occasionally, like, a man that, tried to chin that one. That's didn't their he? that's their job, isn't it? They're not yeah. invading. They've they they no, as yeah. far no, as we're concerned, they've got they've got a lanyard. Police dogs there. They need to be. They need to be. Absolutely, they should have lanyards. So the best examples of, of animal pitch invasions are often in amateur football. Um, Fort William, our beloved Fort William, had to stop a training session in 2019 because two stags just appeared, and actually they were a bit like moths as well. They seemed really really drawn to the floodlights right? Okay. for some reason. So Ilkley Town AFC's game was stopped for 20 minutes in September 2020 when an alpaca just sort of bounced onto the pitch. He'd nice. escaped a nearby farm. No confirmation whether that was Professor Sir Arthur Stamp, the alpaca Kate Mason once received as a Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> the, and alpacas do bounce. They do. Yeah. They're, They're happy correct, little guys, aren't they? It's definitely the, the correct uh, adverb. They, they bounce all over the place. The, what, the video of Ilkley Town with the alpaca it's confusing because with the Fort William thing, they you know Fort William is at the base of Ben Nevis, it's very very rural. Mm. As soon as you get outside the town limits, it makes sense. Mm. The alpaca in Ilkley Town, I don't. It's it's quite it's quite odd to look at. Yeah, it looks like it's a complete category like misdefinition. It's like, why is it even in this country? Yeah, uh, but yeah. what what about what about pitch invasions in actual games? Because there's lots, mm. lots of different types, of course. And one thing, one question I would really like us to try and answer is. How so? I understand, as I've just said, how the Fort William thing, how the Ilkley Town thing perhaps happens. Mm. How does it happen where you get a dog or 
I mean, I guess with Blackburn Rovers and the chicken, that someone brought it in. Yeah, but like, which, how, is, which is another story that we'll come on to. But if you ever try to, I mean, everyone listening to this and, and everyone in this room knows how difficult it is to get into a stadium. Yeah, how's the dog getting in there? I know it's the, 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 there are clearly cracks in security. Cats kind of can get in anywhere. Anfield have had loads of Anfield had loads of cats. Yeah, they just adopted one in the end, didn't they? Right, yeah. It was just like can't get rid of them. Okay, you live here now. You've decided, Um, which is sort of what they do, isn't it? Um, But yeah, I mean, how is a dog getting through very many levels of security? Is it just that everyone's like, oh, cool, a dog, and everyone's so happy to see it? It just, it just every now and then, it just makes its way through, like a dog in the playground at um, junior school. Exactly, massive. Yeah, I remember the dog in the playground junior school, and we had to all go inside and sit in the classrooms till the teachers kind of got rid of it. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of a bit of a shame, really. Yeah. It's a missed opportunity, that feels like to it's, me. There was a strange thing that happened in Brazil a little while ago where a dog um, got onto got onto a pitch uh, in, a, in a match between teams called Nautico and Retro, which is fantastic in itself. Mm-hmm. The dog sort of does a few laps of the pitch. And it, the weird thing about this is, is at this point, the crowd are booing. But, <laughs> but then the Tough dog crowd. gets the ball... And everyone's like, yay! So the dog manages to win them over, oblivious mm. to, to, to all of them. And it looks like it might even be a police dog that's just got off its, it's lead. It's got a vest on. It's yeah. got some kind it's of uniform on. Stab vest. It's, it looks like it might be a kind of Alsatian cross or something. Yeah. It's very excited. And I think there's a police officer who's thinking, I'm losing my fucking job over Well, this. they should yeah. be a lot better trained than that. They, yeah, they be should be doing it. No. They should be used to it. Yeah. yeah. Bad cop, bad cop. I mean, dog, dogs <laughs> on the pitch is the classic, isn't it? Yeah. They, they are the, the, the ones that get on there the most. Like, uh, there was a case in a Bosnian Premier League game last year where a dog basically stole the ball and like nutmegged a couple of players and was just having a brilliant old time. <laughs> um, there was, a, of course, the dog that saved a penalty during an amateur game in Ecuador. <laughs> yes. that, that's also happened a couple of times. You see, do you know the video yeah, I'm talking see, about? Yeah, yeah. It is fantastic. The dog looks delighted as well. Yeah. Like it's, it takes a bit of a clump, There's also- but it's a little sausage dog as well. <laughs> like proper little draft excluder dog. It's like, yeah. like it was bred for, like, for this one moment. Yeah. And it's did absolutely it, it nailed jump it. off the advertising hoarding for Vitality? Or something? <laughs> yeah. There's a little yeah. sausage dog that runs around. It's so distracting that it really dog. is. You can you can even um, think of like the players, the teammates of the guy who takes a penalty. Says, You've seen the fucking dog. Lift it. Lift the ball. <laughs> yeah. Lift it. But he sends the keeper the wrong way. Know, and the dog's yeah. like, not today, Sam. Yeah. There's also that one. I think this is also in South America where the dog pops up from behind the goal and nods one in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the referee gave the goal, but it's just amazing. There's nothing better. It's funny because you think to yourself, I've loved football my whole life, mm. and it's given me such great joy over the years, and. I don't feel like if I'm being honest with myself, I don't think anything that's legitimately happened in football is better than a random dog saving a oh, penalty. But, but that's a, that's <laughs> the enjoyment it's level is like a whole other level of enjoyment. I think they should just release it when there's like a long protracted kind of like injury situation or someone's getting taken off, getting checked out for concussions. Just mm. Chuck a dog on. Before we yeah, move just on have run around. from dogs on the pitch, there was, a, obviously, again, this is in South America, this seems to happen a lot. Why is it always per- happening? they encourage it, I don't know. Do you remember Marcus saw a dog in South America with a pair of jeans and a pair of keys on the belt? <laughs> yeah. He just sent us a picture of him in South America, walking along, the dog on the side, on the pavement, standing up, little fat, little crossbreed dog, yeah. not, not a big dog, with a pair of jeans that have been made for him that he's wearing, <laughs> with a set of keys attached to the belt loop. Where's he, is he unlocking his channel? Like, where's he? Yeah, brilliant. So there was a game in South America where a dog um, had a pretty great pitch invasion where, you know, Mm. proper happy little dog. Like just, you get that perfect situation where the players start chasing the dog to get rid of the dog. The dog thinks that's part of the game. Yeah, that's part of the game. And it takes a lot longer. You you are falling into line behind what the dog wants. Because to a dog... It's a park with a giant ball. There's loads of people around, which if yeah. it's the dog with the right sort of temperament, it's just loads of friends to make. <laughs> it's like dog heaven. Yeah, I, I, I cannot stress this enough. 
a dog is very unlikely to understand the concept of organized sport. Yeah. yeah. So you, as soon as you start, it, this happens with my cats at home. Like as soon as you make a movement that looks towards you need to pick them up for any reason, like you have to take them mm. to the vet or move them somewhere. If you make, you've, you've essentially got to spend your life sort of hiding your intentions mm. to get yeah. close enough to grab them. Yeah. Right. It's the same with a dog. If you get involved, you embark yeah. on the, excuse the pun, embark on the kind of the fun it's just going to ratchet it up and yeah, up and up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So this dog having a lovely time and uh, a very, very quick thinking um, TV crew, as soon as they got it off the pitch, ran over to the dog, put a microphone in front of its face. <laughs> dog bites the microphone head. <laughs> just perfect. It's like that guy from the, from the, from the Euros. England, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> it just bites it. It's brilliant. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So if you had one starting berth in a team that had to be filled for some reason by an animal... What are you? What are you picking, Pete? Let's, let's start with you. Pete, it's got to be land-based, realistically. Yeah, right. Okay, so, um, I just think you need a good spine, and if it, the spine begins with the tapir, yeah, just they're not fast moving though. They're not fast moving, but they've just they've just got you look into their eyes and you just think just clever, mm. clever. I think you look they're, they're, they're resourceful. Eyes. Yeah, they're just you know a bit mournful, a bit eeyore, but just yeah, just a nice. It just calms you down, doesn't it? When you're the goalkeeper, you just know you've got 
a slow, lumbering, tired-looking animal. Fernando Matic. I think you've had a you don't, there. You don't, yeah, you don't want people... You don't want any any unpredictability. You just want a nice, sleepy animal just to sit in there and just take care of things. I, 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 I don't think know that, that you do. Yeah, I think that's I think, the opposite I of think what you, you want. None of your an suggestions animal. are going to be better. Wait, we'll wait and see. <laughs> um, first, before I to give you mine, I'm going to absolutely decimate yours. Uh, they're kind of in between horses and rhinoceros tapirs. On the, uh, on the evolutionary tree. Okay, right, yeah. And you've they're basically tall, they're, not, they? they're not as aggressive as a as a rhinoceros. No, you've taken right? you've no. taken the great things about both those animals and put them into one underwhelming example. <laughs> okay, right. at, at yeah. a really important part of your team as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> at the base, mm. I don't mind it. I just think I I just don't. I, I, if I was a striker going towards, I just want to wouldn't want to go towards them because they look too clever. You don't want to hurt an animal, do you? That's no, exactly. you, you probably exactly. you could go for one or the other. You could go for a big, strong, dangerous animal. Or you could go for one that's going to evoke sympathy. Mm. So if you put like a, a lovely little nose, <laughs> if you put like a three-toed sloth in goal, hanging mm. off the crossbar, are people realistically going to want to score? Maybe not, because I think it's ah, uh, it's a bit, bit of a shame, <laughs> a bit mean, isn't it? Have you seen that video of the guy who, who rescues the sloth from the road and puts it back in the yes. forest? It's so stiff, and the sloth turns around and wants to say thank you and gives him a little smile. Oh. The reason, you know, going about the dog thing, I think the reason why dogs are so such good fits for stadiums, though, is that um, certainly my, my my dog, they are motivated by discarded chips. And yeah. there is just, and it's just like the motherload of discarded chips. It's where, it's where chips Back are. Back in the day, live. cigarettes. <laughs> get, yes. get a puff, get a puff going on. <laughs> like before the smoking ban, they had to ban cigarettes in Hyde Park because yeah. the squirrels kept smoking them. Oh God! I <laughs> did. What? I did. Like the squirrels, squirrels kept smoking them. So people would discard cigarettes with still some tobacco in them and still a light. And squirrels learned that there's like a, it's, it's pleasurable to get the old nicotine, and they were smoking them. I've never heard so much shit in my life. I can understand them eating them. Look it up. Look it up. Outrageous. Like cigars with a fucking tab on. Jim, who's who's your your animal that you'd pick in the team? So um, I'd I'd like to hear yours first, actually, Luke. Um, Well, I was thinking that you want to go either for, like I say, super aggressive, big. mm. Because the thing is, it's actually a little bit more difficult than it looks. Because if you go big... Realistically, a good level pro is going to get around them quick. Yeah, yeah. And if you go small, they're going to be out strength and out muscled. Right. So I think I'd probably go for a silverback mountain gorilla. <laughs> I mean, you've gone for again slow though. Yeah, they're not they're when they get going. They're still no. slow enough. I, I could outrun a gorilla. I think they'd leap and bound. I, I don't think you can outrun a gorilla. I could. I, I, I on think, the fly, I could. I think you are. There's a picture of the squirrel smoking. Told you. That is, that is a taxidermied one. He's got his hands in a prayer sort of position. Oh, it doesn't count because it's stuffed. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> done that. Um, I don't think you... I, I think a silverback mountain gorilla is a mover. Once it no. gets going, it's a mover. Oh. It's almost like a... It's almost like a, um, like a Haw- Erling Haaland. Yes. You've got no chance in a 1v1. Like, absolutely no chance. You've got no chance in a... F- 11v1. Could just go it's smaller. Just not... we, it's just go smaller, a bit more live. If you're going to go down that route, go koala. You, you know, if I was a striker, I wouldn't want to get chlamydia. I wouldn't go near it. Apparently, apparently, gorillas can go 40 kilometers an hour. Shut up. It's supposed to be the go-to oh. speed for animals. They've never tested this. Yeah. It's cruel. Every animal could... Yeah, who is testing yeah. this? How's it What's work? a gorilla point, running towards? Actually. A fucking lettuce. Brilliant. Where does horsepower <laughs> come in? Fucking herbivores. Well. They're also vegetarian. But the thing is, the only thing about it is no way you can test a um, how fast an animal can run mm. because there's no way of honestly asking them if that was their top speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. trying really you hard? Train them. Yeah. yeah, you don't know how fast they can go, do you? No. So my, my <laughs> animal would be what I think is the world's most terrifying creature. I would have it not in, but on the goal. Mm. I am, of course, talking about the harpy eagle. 
Oh, they're uh, amazing. If you're not right. familiar with Game it, Game of Thrones type. They look like they the boobs. Night King. Yeah. yeah. They got boobs. They do not have boobs, to my knowledge. You're obsessed for animals with boobs. You always talk about elephant boobs. He's always talking about that. I do. Some elephants have boobs. But what's the po- what's the process? Of so the, the harpy it? eagle, it would not be in the goal, but it would be perched on the crossbar, and I think it would be so frightening that people wouldn't want to go near it. If the ball comes near it, it can swoop down. It's very quick, very very aggressive predator. Will probably kill the ball, um, but it, that's what you get, isn't you, it? You if know, you're introducing you, an animal, you know, in like ancient cultures, there are certain animals that people, human, like primitive human beings, thought would, would like curse you. Yeah. Mm. And you think, okay, yeah, you can kind of understand why that was the case because you don't understand much about the world. I see a harpy eagle now and think it's boring into my soul. That, that can see me. Yeah, it's boring right into my the, soul. The, the, the true me. Yeah. Like it's, and it's judging me and it doesn't like me. It's terrifying. It's, it's genuinely, Google it. It looks, some of them, they look weirdly human, have, don't so they? Not... <laughs> <laughs> There's your harpy. Disgusting. Weird. Very weird. So what, one of the odd things about the animal... Uh, pitch invasion phenomenon is as we sort of touched on earlier it's that it still happened in some of the world's biggest stadiums they, yeah. they, they still managed to, something to get afoot. onto the pitch there is something afoot so in 2010 in the Belgian Pro League the former lead striker Habib, Habibou ejected a duck from the field of play which was actually pretty horrible wasn't it do you remember the, he saw threw it, it. Yeah. he threw it it was grim so that wasn't yeah. alright um, but, but still, how has the duck got in there? Anfield, as we've touched on again, has probably a, has flown a, in there, Jim. Well, I imagine it would have done. Thinking yeah. about it, yeah. Um, so strike that from the record. Um, <laughs> as we touched on, Anfield has a pretty long history of cat invasions. In the first game of the 1964-65 season, and the first ever game to have highlights televised on Match of the Day. Funnily enough, a black cat appeared from behind the cop and held up play briefly. Uh, one ran onto the pitch before Liverpool faced Swansea in 2014. Another before Liverpool v Man United in 2016. Most famously, one stopped a Liverpool v. Spurs game back in 2012 and the so-called Anfield cat was put up for rehoming but then mounted a daring escape from its foster home meaning its whereabouts are still unknown it's a chaotic like, cat. some cats cat. will not be owned they just will not have mm. an owner if you put a collar on it it's getting it off and it's just going to go where it likes and the Anfield mm. cat very much sounds like one of those so do you think each stadium should perhaps adopt a pet yeah just it's, it's official because there was wasn't there a um, wasn't there a um, didn't talk a United um have an Alsatian that they adopted and then and then Finland adopted an owl yeah, as well. The, um, yeah, the Alsatian one was particularly weird because it um, it was a police dog and it bit one of the players. It mistook him for a for a um, for a juicy bone because for a it was, what it was it was essentially it was to do it. They were they were looking at getting relegated right. and so that this police dog bit the guy because there was a big police presence because they were they were wary of a pitch invasion and things getting a bit tasty. Mm. Uh, that break in play led to, to to quite a long gap. By yeah. which point they they found out the results of that, that were happening elsewhere. So right. they had a clearer idea of what it was they needed to do, and they went went on to win the game. So that that dog was, I think, given the key to the city. Yeah, and the player the player <laughs> the player is bitten possibly with said. little jeans. <laughs> yeah. Put a little put a uh, suit on. <laughs> put, the, put the key on your little uh, key ring. Um, <laughs> the player who got bitten also said, "I didn't see any of the celebrations that you're referring to, Jimmy." Said I was getting off. I was all getting all sorts of injections and having a tetanus jab. <laughs> then at which time I went home and went to bed. Yeah. How how I get bitten by dogs like a bit when Buckley tries to eat a chicken bone. I have to cover it and he'll really try and get it and, and bite me and draw blood. Do I need to get like a injection? What do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> is that a clinic? Is that why no. all my fingernails have fallen off and my yeah. legs gone but, blue? But, well, one of the good things about animals <laughs> invading. So, for example, what do you think if, this is? If if you if you saw if you were at a game where you're watching a game on TV and someone streaks onto the pitch, give a man or a woman, they get completely naked, they yep. get on the pitch, right? The reason that's 
dirty. Funny. Hot. And the reason they're doing it's it funny. is because they're naked, right? Yeah. So yeah. essentially what we're saying is it wouldn't be as good if they had all their clothes on. It's boring, right? Yeah, okay. So basically you're just talking about genitals here, right? Mm. Well, animals have got their genitals out all the time. They do. That's and very true. And so therefore it's a much more interesting and, and cuter thing. Yeah. I guess so, but then, but then it's cuter if they do have jeans on. Apart yeah. from the dog wearing jeans, what if the dog runs on in a little kit. What you could do actually is you could probably, you could probably false flag that, put a dog on with the away team's kit on, yeah. and say, look what they're doing, ref. They're trying they're to disrupt the game, <laughs> disrupt the game. On. Yeah, yeah, classic. <laughs> so they, they can often be part of the team's identity as well. An extreme case of this can be found in Finland and Belgium's Euro 2008 qualifier, where an owl yeah. became legendary after causing the game to be stopped for almost seven minutes. It sat on the Belgian crossbar, then settled on the on the Finland goal, did a lap of the pitch, and then returned to the Finnish goal. Finland won two 0 Ever since Booby, as it was called, there you go, Pete, <laughs> um, was, was adopted as the national team's mascot, and they've since been named the Eagle Owls. And best of all, Finland were at the time managed by who? Um, Sven. Roy Hodgson. Lovely. Ah. The grand old owl himself. Of it, was, it was named Citizen of the Year in 2007. <laughs> is that, is that, are, we, are we saying here that's like some kind of Philip Pullman demon from Roy Hodgson? <laughs> Perhaps, actually, yeah. His demons come around. Because what I often think in that situation is, what does the owl think is happening? Mm. Yeah, I'm always fascinated by, by generally when you see birds at football matches. You see it at the Emirates quite a lot. There's always birds flying around by the floodlights. It's like, what? What do they think this yeah. is? Why do they think we're going through this process? And there's a big difference between dogs and cats there because if you look at that kind of frankly, I think, frankly, abysmal sort of trope on Instagram of people going on adventures with their cats. Mm. If you have any kind of idea about cat behaviour, the cat's really unhappy. Like yeah. It looks really sad. It's stressed. Its tail's down. Its ears are low. It, it looks frightened. Its eyes are wide. It's not having a good time, mm. right? If you look at a dog... They're enjoying all of it. Absolutely. All the time. They want, they want to get out of the window while the car is moving. <laughs> yes. That's how much they want to engage with the adventure. So the cat the cat is probably looking to get out, whereas the dog's looking to try and just stretch, stretch this out as much as he yeah, can. Absolutely. And the, and the owl just, hang, just wants to hang out with Roy Hudson. Yeah. Mm. I, I, oh, I, I, can you speak owl? <laughs> Before we finish, we've, we've mentioned animals with jobs at football stadiums. Um, <laughs> and in 2003, a quite extreme idea of this was floated um, by Romanian fourth division side uh, Stoya Nicoli Balcescu, I believe that's uh, not pronounced. Uh, they were being faced with expulsion following a series of pitch invasions. So chairman Alexandra Kringus suggested creating a moat around the pitch packed with fully grown crocodiles. This is not a joke, insisted Kringus. We can get crocodiles easy enough and feed them on meat from the local abattoir. The ditch is planned to be wide enough that no one could manage to jump over it. Anyone who attempted to do so would have to deal with the crocs. I think that the problem of fans running onto the pitch will be solved once and for all. The moat was planned to be far enough away from the pitch to prevent players falling in. Local authorities were considering the club's proposal, but there have sadly been no developments. Mm. Uh, Pretty Patel would do it. Absolutely. <laughs> in, a, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Absolutely in a heartbeat. Um, we can get crocodiles easy enough, can you? Yeah. Why is the, that, that, Are you on the dark that merits investigation? Yeah. Isn't it? Straight away. You got the job in the interview. What's your main skills? I'll definitely get you crocodiles. Guess how, <laughs> guess how many crocs I can find. Yeah. I've got a plan to feed them. Yeah. I've got an in at the local abattoir. Don't ask me too many questions about that either. Why is it always from Romania? Why did, like, you, get, why did you get free Gigi meat? Gigi Bacali, that show the other day with the uh, Romanian smashed glass brigade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like crocodiles in moats, all sorts yeah. going on. It's, it's, it's really interesting. You're going to lose a lot of balls to that. It's yeah. going to cost you. And also the thing that this person hasn't really, the, the, chair, the chairman hasn't worked out, is that there's only a game probably once a week. Yeah. What the crocodiles are doing for the rest of the time. The amount of input to, the keep them, to keep them looked after yeah. for 
essentially, what, four or five hours a week? Yeah. It's not worth it. And also, given how massive this moat is apparently going to have to be, if you're at that game, are you going to watch anything else other than the moat full of crocodiles? And how are you going to stop them all going down one end? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Where the fat people are. Making an escape. How, the, how has that guy got on there? They're yeah. all down there. You get out and drag them in here and we'll all have a lovely fix. <laughs> and if I know the video game Frogger, you can just jump on their heads. That is, that you can actually, yeah. Frogger. That's going way back. Frogs. Going I was going way, way, way back. back. And mostly, mostly that frog was um, sort of predisposed to cross the road, no? He was crossing the road, but then in the end he had to cross a... Uh, he used to get on logs or um, alligators' heads. That's right, mm. yeah. But so... Mind, the mind boggles, doesn't it? It does indeed. And that uh, brings us to the end of another Football Ramble Guide 2. And 35 minutes of that, Thank you very much for listening. 35 minutes. They said it could be To done. be honest, it's not enough, if you ask me. <laughs> there was so much in the running order, yeah. we didn't get anywhere yeah. near. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll do this again. Who knows? Uh, we want you, though, to tell us what you'd like us to chat about. If you fancy learning more about one of football's great players or managers or just one of its many maddening rules, then get in touch and tell us. Email us show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble with your suggestions. And we'll see you next time. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 